0: Welcome to the CX AI and Outsourcing Podcast, a show dedicated to the people, technology, and economics that are shaping the customer support industry. My name is John Walter, and today we have a conversation with Lauren Wilson, founder and CEO of I'm In. Before we proceed, I want us to take a moment and think about the relationship between employee satisfaction and customer service. Employee dissatisfaction and turnover is the enemy of good customer service. That is why great companies treat their employees well. And the results, they speak for themselves. For example, Costco has an employee turnover rate that is one-tenth of the industry average. And before its recent meltdown, Southwest Airlines was a great example of customer service and hopefully will continue to be in the future. And it also had a turnover rate among its employees that was only one-tenth of the industry average. Chick-fil-A, it has a turnover rate that is half of what other quick serve restaurants face. Zappos, which is considered the gold standard of customer service, has such a high rate of employee satisfaction that when it moved its call center from San Francisco to Las Vegas in 2005, 80% of the call center staff relocated across state lines for a $13 an hour job. There appears to be a direct correlation between employee loyalty and customer loyalty. Now, one may not directly cause the other, but I have never seen a company consistently deliver outstanding customer service in a high turnover environment. That is why I am excited about the work that Lauren Wilson is doing with I'm IN. She has developed a software that allows for call centers to identify how many people need to be working at specific times, and then it allows the employees to choose the times that work best for them. And the employees who perform the best, they get priority in choosing the time slots. I love this company because it aims to save money through improving the quality of life for employees. It is good for the company, the agent, and the customer. So. Without any further ado, let's get started. Lauren Wilson, thank you so much for taking the time to talk today. I'm very excited about your company, I'm In, and what you're doing to help improve the quality of the workplace and the customer service environment in particular. And so I'm excited to talk today. How are you?
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to talk as well. I am good. How are you?
0: Doing good. Doing good. So let's go just jump right in to talk about your, um, the technology itself with iMen. Can you briefly describe what your technology does?
1: Yes. So we are trying to solve absenteeism while providing flexibility to the workforce. So I think it may be helpful if I give a little bit of my background as to how I got here, if that's okay. Absolutely. I was working in my family's business, which is in the outsourced call center world, mainly servicing customer service and those type of calls. And so there was a large gap in that industry or still is in that industry around absenteeism on a daily basis. And with like a lot of service industries, it's a revenue hit for the company when individuals do not show up to work. And so I was trying to solve the issue around that I was experiencing in my family's company while working there around absenteeism and then direct revenue loss. So I started to build an application to, to make those hours that were typically just lost and chopped up available to an available pool of people, trained resources that could pick them up. And I really just was trying to test it in-house to see if it was a viable solution. I worked with a company to make a mobile application to where if someone had a nine-to-five schedule, they weren't able to come today and made those hours available to, like I said, a trained group of individuals for them to work. And for the employees, it was providing flexibility. And then for the company, it was also when, because every hour that someone picked up is an hour that typically would have been lost and now in turn a billable hour. So it was a revenue generator and a retention tool for, for the
0: corporation. Awesome. Awesome. So, so, you grew up in the call center industry and you saw this problem firsthand, and you were able to be inspired to try to create this to, to solve it.
1: I did grow up in this space, and I think the space, like many others, kind of transformed when COVID hit. And um, I think companies had to then adapt at that point to try to understand what their employees needed, which in, in this industry we saw was flexibility. A lot of people were caring for family members or had things going on themselves. And they needed the flexibility to be able to work, but also take care of some other things. And so trying to pivot during that time, I think, was a a crucial thing for most businesses and especially in this industry.
0: Yeah, yeah. You're hitting on two cool topics, important topics. One is the impact on the bottom line of the call center when it comes to the technology itself. And then the second is the impact on the quality of life for the agent. 'Cause those two go hand in hand. When you have the agents billing by the hour, and then so when they're taking off work, of course, that impacts the business. But then and then you have the agent, especially in COVID. But I think I think COVID was just a wake up call to people in general, where they, you know, all of a sudden everybody around the world got a very flexible schedule. <laughs> and they kind of fell in love with it. At least I did personally. And you, and you realize that, wow, I can still be productive at work. I can still be a good parent. I can exercise every day. I can get eight hours of sleep and still accomplish everything I used to do before the pandemic. And the technology has in large part enabled that, but also it required a cultural shift. So when it comes to, um, so let's t- I want to talk about each of those items. We'll talk about first the impact on the bottom line of the company and then secondly which i think is more important honestly the impact on the employee because that's more of a long-term impact in my opinion when it comes to retaining talent but then also delivering excellent customer experiences every company that does a good job of knocking out of the park with customer experience they have a wonderful place to work and and i think that Something like this can be an ingredient to creating that. So so let's talk for a second first on the impact on the bottom line for the business. So what have you been seeing so far when it comes to reducing people being absent?
1: Yeah, so before I spun it out to be its own company, I expanded it to the full-time population. So there's kind of two models that the software is used for. One is the shrink absenteeism model where we have individuals that are working hours that typically would have been lost due to PTO, someone calling out, those type of things. But then we also have a model where individuals are, their full-time employees and we're allowing them to get to their 37 and a half or 40 hours, whatever the requirement is on that project flexibly. So we make the hours based off the client need available in the application. So individuals can log in, see what works for them, and then work on that day. So absenteeism, what, once I spun it out, this, the company I'm talking about became my first client and we saw absenteeism decrease. It was cut in half because individuals who they're now telling us when they can come and they show up for those shifts versus the company telling the employee when they have to come and then they're not available. Retention was cut also in half. I mean, attrition was cut also in half. It was a retention tool because again, I'm now given the flexibility that I need. And so I'm not having to leave the job because the schedule doesn't work for me or I have other things to take care of. And I eventually kick myself out basically out of the company because I have, I have attendance issues. And then for the employee, I think it's just been a, been a better experience. I think that they're, like I said, able to take care of. All of the things they're able to, like some of the examples you named, be a parent and be present and be there for whoever their family members, but also work and have a job and get to their hours that they need that they need to get to. So, from a company perspective, now that 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 company is my first client, they've made up just about 1.2 million in revenue this year, and last year was about 830 thousand in revenue. So we've increased year over year. And that's what I'm trying to replicate with other companies for them to understand that we're able to make, instead of just chalking up those 15 to 30% absenteeism on a daily basis, hours of those individuals, instead of just chalking that up as a loss, let's recoup some of that. And let's, you know, give the employees a benefit of flexibility at the same time.
0: Those are very impressive results. What what are the costs of using your, your technology? Is it a per agent license on a monthly basis?
1: yes, it's twenty eight dollars per agent per month. so what it's cost um, that company to make up the one point two million is one hundred and fifty thousand. so when you run the numbers it's it's a little bit of cost for a a large gain
0: yeah, that's great. It makes for an excellent business model and and a for you and a, and a great solution for the customer so let, let's let's turn now to the um to the agent side. Have you been? Have you been talking, I'm sure you've got a lot of feedback from agents about the difference they've seen from before and after the use of this in the workplace.
1: Yes, I have. I have focus groups once a month at least, and I try to have them across different projects so I can just get feedback on the usability of the app, how they like the program itself. Are they actually getting the flexibility that they need? And all of those things have been yes, yes, yes. The app is very user-friendly. There's no complaints there. They love the ability to... And there's different stories. It's What's fascinating to me is when I talk to them, I have individuals who want flexibility because one lady says she has a dog and she has to take the dog to a daycare that's far away. And then she wants to pick the dog up before it's dark. And so she has the ability to do that. Then there's other individuals that are pregnant and they have a lot of doctor's appointments. I mean, it's a varying... There's varying stories as to why the flexibility is important. But all in all, they all appreciate the fact that they do have the flexibility and that they can work however their schedule whatever fits their schedule. Um, they can get to their hours to make sure that they're also having income and the income that they want and need.
0: Yeah, that's such an important topic about how everyone has a different story for why they want this type of flexibility. You know, a lot of I think a lot of the older generation, I think we're both pretty young. I'm 35 years old. I I think you're younger than I am just from our basic interactions so far. Yeah, I'm 28. Okay. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. And so I think I'm, I'm within that millennial range. And a lot of people think that millennials are lazy and they need this type of technology to kind of corral them into the workplace. But I don't think that's the case at all. I mean, of course, A lot of my laziest friends are the ones who love being told to go to the office for 40 hours a week, right? In my opinion, it's it's the ones who are really working their hardest and trying to do everything they can to make ends meet are the ones that need this type of flexibility because they're dominating in life. So like personally, I used to work in an environment that was very structured. I had to be in, in the office at a certain time. I had to leave at a certain time or could leave at a certain time. And now I I don't have that I have more flexibility but it is still a very strict regimen you know I'm up at 4:30 start work usually by 6:15 ish but it's very important to me to be able to help wake up my son at 8 a.m. that's just like very important to me I like being home when my kids come home from childcare and just give them a quick hug and then they go off to their naps or do whatever and it's also very important for me to be able to unplug by 5 p.m. that's So it's not that our generation doesn't want to work hard. It's that we want to have balanced lives. And it's not just our generation. I think it's just humans in general, but I think we are, I don't don't know, being more vocal about it or willing to, I guess maybe how about this? We have not, we don't don't have the same baggage of obligations to where we can, we can make these requests and demands and, and find different alternatives if they're not made available to us, because we don't already have a, you know, a a career, 20 years of a career and a huge, you know, mortgages and things of that nature as you're walking into these types of negotiations. I'm not, I'm not sure what it is.
1: I agree. And I think there is a generational component to it. My dad, I worked with my dad closely for like seven and a half years. And honestly, it was very interesting to see the difference in opinions that we had on some of these topics. He is very You know, you, you stay at a job for 20 years, you work your way up, you go to work every single day, you come to work on time and, you know, very traditional. And I was always challenging that. I always was like, I remember a specific conversation. We were talking about bonuses and he recalls at one company he worked, worked at that he would get a yearly bonus, like, you know, sometime at the end of the year based off performance or whatever. And I know that that is still typical, you know, in some cases, but my mindset, and I think, a lot, I think the difference is that we want things more quickly and more instantly. And so my mindset was a year is an eternity from now. I don't know where I'm going to be in a year. I think that there's ways to attract younger talent, but maybe it's a quarterly bonus. You know, I think that there's, there's just differences in the workplace now. And to your point, Flexibility is one of them. His mindset, like I said, is flexibility. You go to work, you go to work all day. You know that that's just what it is, and you work your way up, and you do good, and you just go to work. And my mindset is, well, I want to go to Florida this weekend. You know, I don't, I don't want to have to be tied all the time to this job. I want flexibility. I want a work-life balance, and so that's kind of where the conversation started, just a difference in mindset in this industry. I'm starting in this industry because I have um, experience in the industry, but it can be used in a lot of different industries because I think the work-life balance, the flexibility, whatever you want to call it, it's something that's becoming demand. It's a demand now more from employees than it was before. And so I think having to kind of get your mind wrapped around it because it is a change. And like I was saying, in this industry, it's still very traditional. This is your shift. This is your schedule. Here are your two breaks. Here's your lunch. It's very regimented. And so trying to produce flexibility in that type of structure is really what I'm trying to crack. Because like you said, those individuals that do have customer service or hourly jobs, they have the same life things that, you know, everyone else has. But they may not have also have the flexibility to, to miss work. And they were having to because of the strictness of the schedule. And so I'm trying to be able to care for the individuals that have all of the kids and the everything else like everyone else does, but also give them the flexibility that other individuals may have without such a strict schedule. Hopefully that makes sense.
0: It makes perfect sense. And in regards to cracking that culture, I, I want to maybe address some of the issues that I'm sure that, that people bring up. How about with team management, where you have maybe a a leader overseeing a a group of agents? How how does it work in this environment where there's a lot of flexibility to where they get to select which hours they're going to be working? How have you seen that type of uh, group management accomplished with that type of flexibility?
1: Yeah. So the ratios have stayed the same. Um, typically it's 15 or 10 to one. And there's real-time updates that occur for the manager when someone picks up a shift, cancels the shift. So they're able to know in real time when someone is coming in. There's also hourly reports that automatically go to whoever the manager is that's assigned to that line of business for them to understand, okay, in the next hour, I have these five people that are going to be working. I think another thing to to point out is it's not free reign in the terms of there is um, structure around it from a client need. So it's not just I can work whenever. Um, the app has it, it indicates how many slots or agents availabilities there are at each time interval. So if from a forecast perspective the business only needs two people at two o'clock, then there will only be two slots available. So I do have to log in and understand my schedule and understand the availability of what's shown on the app and when I can work. Obviously, the earlier you do that, the better, because I think just typically people do want to work, you know, the similar hours, but there's only a specific amount of slots and you have minimums on a weekly basis that you have to meet. So you have to make sure that you're watching when can I work? When is there actually availability to work? And how can I make sure I also get to my minimum that I have to meet for my job?
0: And when it comes to choosing the hours, I, I understand that there is a a way to set metrics that if an agent is accomplishing certain tasks, such as having consistent attendance, that they can have priority in selecting which hours they will work. Is that correct?
1: Yes, that is correct. So trying to add some gamification, and it's a reward system. So if you just think about like an airline, the more you fly, the higher status you get, more perks you get. Same type of concept here. The more you sign up for, the more that you work in terms of hours, the higher status you get, the earlier you can see hours. So really trying to incentivize individuals to sign up and to work. I think another thing that we've implemented that's important is incentive pay. So I think a comparison is surge pricing um, with Ubers. So there are specific hours that the business may need to make sure that they cover and you can incentivize those specific hours. You can also go further and only allow the incentivized hours to be shown until they're picked up, until they're filled. Then all the normal paid hours can be seen after that. So there's different strategies that you can use to make sure that your, your hours that are in high demand that you need, you make you have to make sure that they're fulfilled for the client that you get them fulfilled. Either that's from incentivizing, making those hours, on, only those hours available, allowing people to sign up earlier. There's different things that you can use to make sure that you're filling the gaps, if you have any.
0: Yes, yes. And, and the, and the one, one last question I have in this regard when it comes to trying to handle objections is when it comes to integration with, with workforce management tools that are currently available, I understand I talked with someone on your team a few months ago, and I understand that they were working on automatic integration, but that that in the meantime, it's not a very cumbersome process to import data. So you're not duplicating work when you're trying to, to manage your team. Well, what's the status of that when it comes to the automatic porting of data? And, and also just to, from what you're seeing, if it's still manual, the how, how much of a time commitment it is from the management to, to implement that?
1: Yeah. So a few updates there. One, I think, thank you for the question. Cause I think it's a, it's something that I like to clarify because sometimes we get the question, are we trying to be a workforce management tool? And we are not, we are trying to fill in that slight gap of when the workforce management tool helps centers have schedules and assign you know, different shifts to people. What then happens when those are not fulfilled? That is where I'm trying to come in or where I'm in is trying to come in. We have two different things going on. On the larger clients that have already invested in a workforce management tool, we are deploying a bot. We're using AI to have an unattended bot that's able to update individual schedules when they pick hours and then also make the hours available in the application if someone is coded as absent or PTO or whatever reason codes make the most sense for that business, those hours will automatically be made available in the application. For smaller centers that may not have invested in the larger workforce management platforms, we've also built a scheduling tool on the front end of our system to where you can upload a forecast and you can assign different shifts to individuals and the same type of thing. Once they're coded as absent, then those hours are made available in the application. So we've seen, you know, we've talked to businesses of all different sizes. Some are manually doing scheduling. So this, the scheduling tool that we've built, it will help them a bit. But then we've also talked to very large centers that have also obviously invested in workforce management tools. And that's where the bot comes into play, where we're able to kind of plug and play when someone has picked up hours to update their schedule, or someone has been not, they're not there today, they're absent, and those hours are now available in the app.
0: Sounds good. Yeah, it it sounds like in the initial version, it was not a big burden for management to, to implement. And it sounds like you're constantly working to, to make it easier and easier. And when it comes to um, your next steps, I understand that you recently closed on a million dollar fundraise. Congratulations on that, by the way. That's very cool. Thank you. Do you anticipate that? It sounds like you're leaning a lot heavily into AI now. Are you inv- making big AI investments with that how much of that is, is going into your technology and am I, I, I might be asking too much? But I'm just curious
1: no, so most of that is going to be used to further develop the team, which then in turn further develops the application. The process that I just talked about with the bot is something that we are planning to build ourselves and not use a third party for that so right now to have a quick solve, we're using a third party so we can have that feature added to the application but we will be further baking out our development team so we can continue to kind of dive into the development of the product and add on all of the features that that we need. So most most of it is it's not going to be used towards AI specifically. It's going to be used towards the team, which in turn will be used on the development of the product, which includes AI.
0: Very cool. Sounds good. Sounds like a good long-term strategy. Well... Well, Lauren, that's th- those are all the the questions I currently have. Is there anything more that you want to hit on? Are there any more thoughts that you would you would like to pass along?
1: No, I think you a- you asked a good chunk of the things that I would want to cover. Um, I'm kind of just I'm excited that we're finally you know fully in the market. We went to market August first, and so it's been an exciting few months to demo the product and allow individuals to see what we're what we're working on and how we can impact other businesses. So. Thank you for the time for allowing me to talk
0: about it. No, thank you. I'm very excited about the work you're doing. I think it's going to be great for the companies that use your technology and for the employees. And in the long term, ultimately, the customers also, they're going to be benefiting from happier employees that they're interacting with and cost savings from the companies that they they do business with. So thank you for being on here and for this great technology you've created and your hard work and bringing it to market. So I look forward to watching your next steps.